We're back. We're finally back. We apparently took that very long pause that people take between Thanksgiving and whatever it is now. <laughs> Because since our last episode or the first episode of season four, Thanksgiving went by, Christmas went by, New Year's went by, we fair, went back to work, we were and now we're at the end of term. We were traveling. And my we father, were sick. My father was here. We were sick. And we did actually record this podcast a week ago. But we had some incense going, and it was right next to the camera, and it kept floating in front and setting things out of focus, and it was weird, and so we decided to just... Yeah, so we were actually re-recording this, this episode um, for better video quality, because, yeah, we had we had some smoke interfering <clears throat> last time, so not, not, not the best video experience, and, and we do want to make sure that we can, we can do the best quality possible, so we're trying this again with our work clothes so even that is more formal because last time i was like in my wonder woman sweatpants so we'll be talking about even though you know it's the peak hiring season right now and again our focus for this season is not going to be international education it's just going to be a, a hodgepodge of topics and so we're going to talk about but we will talk about international education so we're going to talk about job fairs some of the bigger ones have passed Some of the bigger ones are still coming up. So we want to talk not about job fairs in terms of what you need, what to expect, but our experience having been to three in-person fairs and two virtual fairs. If you want to learn more about actual job fairs, uh, we will have a companion post with this about our experiences. And there is a, from season two, episode five, I want to say, is our actual podcast about what you can expect at a job fair, what you need to take with you, um, those kinds of things. So Last but not least, we also have an entire module of our course, Getting Started Teaching Abroad, solely dedicated to job <clears throat> fairs, checklists, preparing your materials, reviewing um, how to target schools, what sign-up sessions are like. We cover it all in that one dedicated module on our 10-module course, Getting Started Teaching Abroad, which is available for purchase at nomadicgregors.com. Whether you're jumping into the recruitment season late because there's still time, or whether you're thinking about your prospects for next year and want to prepare, we walk you all the steps of the way so that you can put yourself in the best position possible to apply for jobs in international schools. So you have resources in the podcast, We will have a newsletter post coming up with this episode, and we also have a full module in our course. But today, we're mostly going to just talk about our experiences in the different job fairs that we've gone to and kind of look back and see like whether they've been a good fit for us and how would we maybe do things differently or how those fairs were maybe a good fit at the moment that we went to. Yeah, just a slight correction. No, it's not going to be a newsletter. It's just going to be a blog post. Oh, it's going to be on a blog. Okay, yeah. my not, apologies. Not, not the newsletter, which... Also got left behind in January being sick and being uh, traveling. So February newsletter will come out uh, in about a week and a half. So how do, how do people sign up for the newsletter if they want to sign up? They can go to our website. Which is? You tell me. Nomadicgregors.com. We're Nomadicgregors all across social platforms, but all our resources about traveling, living abroad, international education, our course, And signing up for our newsletter, it all lives on nomadicgregors.com. Links will be in the description <clears throat> box if you are on YouTube or in the show notes if you're listening to us on Spotify. You can join the literal ones of people who subscribe to our newsletter. <laughs> We are a big group of, I think, seven or eight. 
Well, you can be part of that exclusive group <laughs> then. Anyways, so we'll start off. So our first fair, and we will be talking about search associates. Yeah, because that's what because our experience is. Promoting them, uh, and we're not favoring them over any other way, any other uh, recruitment agency. But it's just been that's who we've been registered through. Yeah, it's it's the actual firsthand experience that we have. And sure, we've heard about other people that have gone to other fairs, but that's hearsay. So <laughs> we can only speak about our own experience. And we've gone to through to search associates jobs job fairs. So that's what we can talk about. Yeah. So our first fair was Cambridge, which hasn't happened yet this year. I'm not sure of the exact dates. I think it's coming I think up it's next week. In a couple of weeks. Is it next week? I think it's next week. Because it be used week. to be like the first weekend of February and they've been moving it up a weekend or like a couple of days every year until they've landed on like the last weekend of January or something but like that. Way, it hasn't happened yet, so we want to get this out before that fair. Um, and then I think the what's the other fair that happens in iowa university of northern iowa should be sometime soon if it hasn't the uni fair is also happening it's usually late january so we want to talk about these fairs our first fair was cambridge um in boston back in 2013 yeah so we've been we've been going to job fairs for a decade at this point yeah so 2013 and we Went there without any real expectations. You were told straight up from your by your teaching mentor that you were probably not going to get a job. You uh, may not remember this, but I do. So we went out there with any huge expectations um, because I had only been teaching for two years, never in my home country. Anna wasn't a teacher. She was working in a nonprofit at the time. And originally our plan was to go to D.C. and her to work in nonprofit. And for me to work at a public school somewhere. Um, but so Clearly get, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not overly upset about that. No. Um, so we... Well, the D.C. part, I'm still a little upset over. I love D.C. Yeah, but we'd be extra broke. Yes, we would be. Um, so we get to Boston, and I like job fairs. I don't find them to be as stressful as other people. I, I think they're fun. I like a chance to mingle. I like staying in hotels, all that kind of stuff. But Boston was an interesting one because it was our first fair ever. We didn't know what to expect. We get there a day early, and we tend to stay at the hotels that the fairs are at, but we haven't everywhere, and we'll, we'll come back to that at, when we get to Bangkok. But like that first time, we didn't really know what to expect. We just thought that it would be a good idea, I think. Yeah, we so that's kind of what we went with and like the advice that was given to us by the agency was like try to get here a day early so you can set yourself up and like kind of be in peace and you're here for signups and you're not running around. So I don't know. I thought that was good advice. So we get a day early and we have a chance to explore Boston a little bit. We get breakfast the next day and we um, we went to Harvard Square and had dinner one night. And then a snowstorm hit. Yeah, and that was all she wrote for exploring whole, Boston. That was it. Whole city shut down. Hotel shut down uh, in terms of no one. There was no traffic. There was no taxis. Yeah, like nobody's allowed to drive. Very little food delivery. They managed to get people from the other. They managed to get permission from the city, I think, to run the other shuttle from the other hotel. Yeah, so the for that fair, like you could stay in the actual hotel where it was happening or you could stay like at a smaller hotel 
that was a couple of blocks away, but there was a shuttle running all day. But with that, like the people that were in the other hotel, like some people were doing like Skype interviews mm -hmm. and Back until they were allowed to drive. Yeah, I know. Do people uh, still use Skype? I don't know. Does Skype still exist? Tell us in the comments. The program exists, but I don't know if people And if people use it. it, do you still use it? Tell us, because I mean, Skype used to be like all there was. So I don't know. Thinking about Skype is making me nostalgic. No, I don't miss Skype. <laughs> we talked so, on Skype a lot when you were living in Russia, man. It, it was a good fair. Um, you know, we went the first fair. We went to every school presentation we could. Yeah, uh, and which was a lot because there's a lot of schools that go to uh, that go the big to fairs, Cambridge. Yeah. And personally, I don't recommend going to the school presentations unless you're really trying to network with the people there. But so maybe for a smaller school or a less a less popular school, it's okay. But for the most part, they're just general, you know, um, advertisement pieces. Their school is just highlighting what they do. Nothing that you can't find online, and half the time these presentations are online as well. Yeah, and the, I think that the the other thing too is that you know, twenty thirteen social media wasn't what it is today. And now, like, so many international schools, like, not only have websites, but are, like, active on social media, may have even YouTube channels where they're posting videos. Like, there's so much more information that you can find about a school. And then, of course, like, message boards on Reddit, people talking about their experiences and all of that stuff. So I feel like, yeah, I think that when we were there in 2013, like, it made more sense. Now it definitely doesn't make that much sense because... You can just find a lot of the things that you would hear in a presentation on your own online or like on the school social media or whatever. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't do it again. Um, so that first fair, we had, I don't know, a number of interviews. And because I think I liked that fair a lot because it, because the city shut down. Why? Why, like because, why, why would that make you like it more? Well, because we didn't get to leave. And so everyone was just kind of changing things up. You know, there was interviews. Normally interviews happen at the hotel rooms. And that still happened a fair bit. Yeah. That was still the norm. But because no one could leave and you couldn't get as much food in, you couldn't order food, and there wasn't any, at least for search, there wasn't any other grab-and-go stations. Um, so some people didn't manage to get pizza, you said. And, like, the hotel yeah. was showing movies and providing pizza because no one could do anything. Yeah. So interviews happened at different places. We had interviews at a bar. Um, and it made everything less stressful. Yeah, but like for us, it was very much a new experience. And it was, I, I remember like us thinking like, is this normal? Like, I don't know that, I mean, you hadn't really been in a similar position doing interviews with schools before. And I definitely wasn't even interviewing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like the, the, the concept of having like a formal job interview in a hotel bar it's a little bit, or was at the time, like a little bit foreign to us. Because if you're interviewing for a school, like you imagine going to a building and sitting in an office and maybe going into a classroom or something like that. So it was definitely a really different experience for us. But it made it more like they're looking into not just the teacher, but also the person. I and suppose. like the couple, I guess. I mean, I had gotten my job in DR through a Skype interview. You did. That's true. And I'd done like my Fulbright stuff online. Yeah. So, but you know, um, it was a good first fair, and we found that we got a lot of uh, <coughs> some offers. You know, we got 
we got a couple offers that we liked, um, a couple that we didn't like, you know, that school, as you mentioned before, that school in Lebanon at the time told us outright that we couldn't survive on one salary. Yeah. And uh, the sign-up sessions were good because we got to split up and we got to go to all these, you know, check out different schools. And, yeah. You know, our first session, I think we scrambled a little bit more than we would now if we were to do it again. What do you mean? Well, we tried to do as much as we could and as yeah. fast as we could. And now we would know a bit better well, yeah, what but, to expect. But also, like, we were going in with the perspective that we were at a disadvantage because you had low experience and you were coming in with a non-teaching spouse. So, and you were elementary. So, like, we, we felt like, I don't know, I, at the time, I felt like we had to do the most if we were going to get an offer for you. Although in hindsight, it seems kind of silly to look at that because you started getting interviews fairly quickly and you got offers pretty quickly. Yeah, we had some, some, some interesting ones, some good ones, some ones that we weren't as excited about. Um, but overall, it was, you know, there, there was people crying. There was definitely people in tears at that fair. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one in, in Bangkok, but not the other one. I don't remember call, recall anybody in tears at that one. But there was definitely people in tears. It was it was busy. Um, there were people like trying to make difficult decisions too. I think I remember a couple that like they had job offers, but in different schools. So it was like they had to decide where to go but only one person was going to get a job and they were in completely different countries i don't remember that i mean it was stressful once we had to decide on the offer oh yeah but you know having too many choices is better than having none most times yeah so yeah, i don't know i look back on that fair fondly i also enjoyed the people we interviewed with one in particular yeah but you know when you're sitting there at a bar and you have maybe a beer with you and you're discussing just life, in this case, life in Shanghai, it sort of takes the pressure off. It does. And you don't feel as weird and as nervous as you do when you are in someone else's hotel room. Yeah, and also, like <clears throat> I was saying before, I feel like because schools are making such a big investment and trying to figure out if you're going to fit in with all the other pieces of the puzzle, like they have to look at you beyond professional capabilities. And so to me, that's a little bit more reassuring. Like, okay, even if it's just from the pure standpoint of, I wanna get a return on my investment, and hopefully this person doesn't leave in the middle of their two-year contract, I want to like actually get to know this person and see if they're gonna work in our environment. and see if they're going to be a good fit and that involves more than just like what learning i don't know planning model do you follow or whatever so overall that's probably been my favorite fair the very first as one? far as like fairs go like the actual fair itself um yeah i mean i like the hotel i liked the snowstorm that was fun for me and no yeah and just uh, the atmosphere didn't feel didn't feel as frenzied as Bangkok. No. Even though it was, it was a later fair. And it felt not as frenzied because I think there was more hiring happening at that time than there was later on when we went to Bangkok. But also, like, the other thing that 
I'm thinking about now is that like if you think about all the fairs that we've gone to, that one didn't necessarily <coughs> feel as cutthroat. I don't know. That's my point. Is it, yeah. it wasn't as intense as the other fairs. Yeah, it was it was kind of like a middle it was a good middle ground, I felt. Like there were people interviewing, like there were schools making serious offers and all of that, but like you didn't I don't know, to me it didn't feel like in order for you to get an offer, like you had to step over everybody else. No, I mean there were some moments of stress. Like we waited for one offer from the school we really wanted while we had another offer in hand and eventually we had to decide. Yeah. And so we opted for what was real versus well, we, we didn't for, know if it was going to happen. We opted for Shanghai versus Manila because we weren't sure that Manila was actually going to happen. And so, you know, had it not happened, we would have been out of luck. And I don't know what would have happened with our careers at that point. Yeah. Because um, I think at that point we had turned down the other offers. Well, uh, maybe there was still that one in Latvia. I can't remember. I can't remember, I can't remember. either. But, um, but yeah, so that part was a little stressful, as was, you know, trying to decide... Do we want to move to the city that we've never been to? Of course. In a country that we've never really, well, I'd been there once, but in a country that was a place that we hadn't put on our list. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, though, I, I, mean, I like that fair. It was not the least stressful of them all, but the most fun. Yeah, but, and also for me, like, as a person that at the time had no intention to go into teaching whatsoever, it was a really reassuring experience of, like, okay, this is not completely <clears throat> insane. There is, like, an actual job behind this. Like, this, this, this can work out very much so. I don't know that I would have felt so confident had you gotten the job outside of the fair, just because... In my mind at the time, like the only other place where I had lived was the U.S. only for a year, year and a half. And then like that was a much larger move. Yeah. And it helped too that we had friends who contacted, who contacted their head of school who helped guide us through the fair a little bit and, um, and gave us pointers throughout. And, you know, he was sort of a, a point person for us to go ask. We weren't going to work at his school. It was definitely too high level for us. And uh, I was not prepared for that. I would not have been prepared for that. But he, you know, we, we ran offers by him and uh, he gave us great advice. So yeah. that, that part was really nice. But so it was our first fair and uh, the only time we've ever been to Boston. Yep. Even though we've talked about going back just to see some of the history. But it was fun. So our next fair Would was, you return to that fair though? It would depend on where I lived. But like based on the offer of schools and the time of the year and all of that, regardless of like if where you lived I, was not I don't know. an issue. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Hiring practices have changed so much that I don't know. Okay. Hiring is happening so much sooner. Um, so maybe the Bangkok fair is still a better option. But well, let's like, let's hold on to that and let's talk about a about that more when we actually get to it. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say bank, but I mean earlier fairs might be a better option. Okay, I see what you mean. Um, yeah, I don't mean that specific fair, but earlier fairs. So our next fair, our next two fairs were a little bit different. Uh, so we, our next fair after China was we went to Melbourne, to yeah. the search fair in Melbourne. And that fair was awesome because we got to explore Melbourne quite a bit. We stayed in Airbnb for a while. 
Got to go to uh, the Melbourne Cricket Ground, go watch a Big Bash League uh, cricket game, cricket match, sorry. And... Yeah, so it was... The fair happened over our winter break, so just we just kind of timed it as a vacation. Like, we, we arrived in Australia on New Year's Eve, so we spent New Year's Eve in Australia. Um, and, like, we had a little bit of time before and after the fair to just... And explore during the fair. and during the fair That's what about. <laughs> uh, to explore Melbourne and just hang out. Yeah. So yeah. So that part we went was, to the zoo too, which was really was fun. Great. Um, yeah. And you know, zoos are always a point of contention because are they good? Are they bad? Yeah. But in a place like Australia, they do a lot of good conservation work, so I, I don't mind. Yeah. Um, so that fair was I don't know maybe a quarter the size of Cambridge. It was a lot smaller. Uh, yeah, maybe and, like that. Yeah, well, maybe a quarter of the size. It was. It's a handful of schools. Again, this is search specific, but what we didn't realize and what we didn't know, what our search associate didn't tell us ahead of this, was that it really caters to uh, people from New Zealand and Australia. So we were one of the few non-Aussies, non-Kiwis that were there. And with such a small school, at that point, Anna didn't, you didn't have your certificate yet. No, we but close. I had finished. I had finished my student teaching, and I think I just had to turn in my project, and then I would have been done. But you weren't going to get it for another couple months. Yeah, and so it also put us in a in a weird predicament because a there was not many schools, and b uh, her not having any you not having any experience. It meant that our at this fair, I think is the fair we had the fewest interviews. Yeah, and I mean I. Again, in hindsight, when I under now that I understand like the way that experience has, I know now that I was I was shooting way above I, what I should have. I mean, sure, you can always like make a case for yourself, and maybe a school will take a chance on you. But like, I was applying for like IB business management positions when I hadn't even gotten my teaching certificate. Yeah, that was. In hindsight, I think that was, was a mistake. Dumb on our part. We shouldn't have gone to that fair period. We would have, I would have preferred to go back to Cambridge. For, yeah, that would have probably been a better a better mm. option, especially because, you know. Or even London. Because at that point, I at least had, uh, I still had IB, I had IB training at that point. You did, but like London, I don't think I would have gotten anything. Not no, even an internship job, which is what I ended up getting was an internship. Uh, but a, it's a paid internship, of course, and you're in the classroom and everything. But at a bigger fair like London, I don't think I would have gotten anything. Maybe. But... So yeah, because it was so few fairs, it was nice that we got to go. You mean schools? Schools, sorry. Um, and we had, you know, relatively few interviews. Well, I only had two off the top of my head that I can remember. I think we had a few more. We had the one in Korea, which we took. Yeah. And then we had Hong Kong, which they wanted to offer, but you didn't get your, you wouldn't have gotten your certificate in time to get the visa. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that we had like a handful more, but I don't remember like where exactly at the moment. I. But maybe not. I may be misremembering. I have no idea. I don't remember. I mean, this any, was. Any other. So, but. This I mean, was what, 2015? 2016. Oh, yeah. I guess it would have been 2016 already. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it was nice because, yeah, then we got to go. So we, we stayed at the hotel again. We stayed the time it was at the Langham. Um, which glorious hotel. A place we would Beautiful. never we would never say otherwise if it weren't for the you know the, the fair rates because we couldn't afford it. Yeah. Um, but it, we, again, we like staying at hotels, and we 
we like to say, for the most part, at the fairs because it's just easier. But this fair was, you know, it's in downtown downtown Melbourne, so it was easy to go explore the city. Yeah. Go out and just walk and see what there was to see. So we got to do a lot on that trip while still attending a fair. Also, it's summertime in Australia at that time. Yeah. So it was a it was a pretty manageable summer, and I mean, in terms of like securing jobs, even if the fair conditions were not ideal. I mean, we did succeed. Like you got a teaching position. I got an intern position. So in that regard, like we didn't walk away empty handed, even though the fair was really early and I was still not in a prime position to apply for jobs. No, you weren't. I mean, I think that one was probably the most stressful fair for me because we didn't really have a backup plan if nothing worked out. No. <laughs> um, and so with so few interviews and schools, not just schools um, interviewing us, but with positions, I, was, I think I was a little bit more stressed with that one. There was a little pacing involved in us like discussing where we're going to take the offers from our job in Korea. We're like pacing outside. I don't remember if we were in a park or where we were. And then we were just kind of like, are we, gonna, are we actually going to take it? Like, what are we going to do? And, and yeah, I, I do it. remember that. I mean, we made some really good friends in Korea. We did. And, and uh, I I learned a lot as an intern. I definitely learned that elementary is not my cup of tea. <laughs> but I do think that both of us, like, I think that we learned a lot about, like, how to manage our own classrooms and how to be teachers <clears throat> and all of that. So it, I think it put us in a better position, even though we only stayed in Korea for, like, the duration of our contract. But that was for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like the smaller aspect of the fair. I like the larger fairs where there's more people, more things happening, um, and just generally more going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's the bigger the fair, for some strange reason, it feels like more invigorating. Maybe it's because you know that out of sheer quantity of schools, there could be technically more opportunities for you. So in that regard, like, you know that things might change and maybe something might swing in your direction or something. I don't know what it is, but I, I get that, that like the smaller the fair, I don't know if it's that you feel like maybe there's like more eyes on you and there's more pressure or like maybe that's where it feels like there's fewer crumbs for everybody. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So that one felt more stressful, but I enjoyed, I think, the atmosphere of that fair because of being in. Uh, in downtown Melbourne and what all the things we could go do. I think for that reason, I enjoyed that one the most outside the fair while the fair was my least favorite. Right. Um, so that was our second fair. And our third and final in-person fair was 2018. And also an interesting one. Um, and that one, we went to Bangkok. Yeah. At the time, Bangkok was touted among the cluster of search associates fairs as one of the most competitive ones if not the most competitive and we had heard from um, colleagues that had gone to the fair in previous years that yeah it was really busy and felt really competitive and some of them <clears throat> had been kind of disappointed with the lack of offers and all of that so I felt good about the fact that we were allowed to go or secured invites or all of that but I was definitely nervous going in like what are we actually going to get I wasn't nervous going in so for those of you at home uh, that was 
we left Korea because she was in her process of getting her U.S. citizenship. And our lawyer basically said, look, if you don't come home, if you keep doing what you're doing, there's a likelihood that they may at one point at the border say, you're not living here. We're going to revoke your green card. And we'd already put a lot of time and effort and especially money into securing and keeping that green card. So Yeah, so we, for the record, like some of the things that we had done to like preserve residency while I wasn't in the US was permits, which are several hundred dollars and are you have to renew every year or so and you know, multiple trips and you know, there's there's a lot that you have to do to maintain residency if you are going to be outside of the US for extended <clears throat> period of times. I don't recommend it. And that was that was a conversation with with our lawyer, like all I had left was time, so might as well get it over with. Well, and so of course, we at the time, on going to the U.S., but we were looking for schools that had strong ties, preferably governmental ties, like um, uh, embassy-run schools embassy and that run kind of schools thing. or the American School of, um, AISD, American International School of DACA, yeah, or yeah. Um, whatever the one in New Delhi is. AES. AES, American Embassy School of Delhi, or uh, Anglo-American School of Moscow. Um, anything that had ties to the U.S. so that you could say that you were working for the U.S. or fulfilling your time, things like that. Yeah. And so that really limited where we could interview. It did. Um, it did because that was like the ideal situation for staying abroad while not losing all the effort that we have put into maintaining residency. Yeah, so we went to that fair. I went to that fair not as worried because I knew our sh I knew it was a bit of a long shot. Yeah, and uh, I mean at that point we had already decided that if we couldn't find a school that worked, we were going to go back to the US, so we knew what was going to happen. Yeah, and so we, we did have some interviews there. We interviewed with, you know, um, school in, in Addis Ababa in Ethiopia. And yeah. I think they would have offered us a job, but we asked about the green card thing and they said no. And I think that turned them off. Yeah, I think so. And it wouldn't have mattered anyway because we wouldn't have said yes unless they could have. Yeah. Unless they could have fulfilled what we needed, it wouldn't have mattered. So we wouldn't have said yes Probably anyway. not, yeah. Um, you know, we got a chance to see some other people that we had met, either met before, that I had met before. Um, we, got, we sat down, one of those people with uh, American School Dubai, and it wasn't really an, an interview, even though he treated it like one. It was great. Yeah, but, it, was, uh, it was interesting to see heads of school and principals and stuff treat conversations with us as interviews, even when they didn't have a job to offer. Yeah, it was just them looking to get to know us better, which is great for future contacts. Yeah. Um, and things like that. And then, and then we had, it wasn't an interview, we had a sit-down conversation with the uh, American School of Warsaw. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they definitely didn't have jobs. Yeah, they didn't have anything. And we're like, oh yeah, we'll just stop by your office and have a chat. And we well, were there we, for we a long period of him, time. But he had worked no. at our previous school in China. Yeah. Um, and so we just wanted to chat about that. So that's one thing that I really do like about fairs is that people are willing to give you their time, even if they have nothing to offer in terms of a job. Yeah. So, you know, we got to sit down with some schools and people that we knew we weren't going to get offers from because they didn't have jobs yeah. or we knew we weren't qualified. Um, and then we, so we interviewed with Otis. We interviewed with 
Uh, we did interview at the Anglo school, but that was not ideal. Yeah, the Anglo-American school of Moscow. Kindergarten and second grade, which is fine for me. I could have handled, um, I'd have been, second grade would have been okay. Kindergarten would have been a stretch, but uh, I could have handled it. But for you, that. Diplomatic passport. But you wouldn't have been able to handle either Diplomatic one of those. Diplomatic passport. Yeah, but you wouldn't have been able to handle one of those. Can, no, absolutely not. Nor would you have been able to handle the winters. No, I would have required a lot of coats and basically just buying a coat this month and realizing that it's not cold enough or warm enough to protect me and needing another coat immediately after. So, um, who else did we interview with in that day? Um, I can't remember. Uh, school in Egypt, I think. Yeah. Was it? I think so. Or was that the first fair? That was, your, that was Cambridge. Oh, okay. That was Cambridge. But we interviewed with a couple of other people. I just... It... It's been so long that it becomes rather blurry. And, I mean, of course, we interviewed with the school that I ended up getting an offer with. So that, that, that fair was a little bit stressful um, in the sense that, again, like... We were looking for a very specific things. We had a very and, specific situation. Yeah. Um, and when you only have, you know, four or five schools that fit that situation, you know, it's easy to get your hopes up, but you have to be realistic as well. Yeah. Well, again, like Cambridge, you know, there were plenty of people crying, people struggling, you know. But it was also nice, too, because at this point, we were fairly well established in the international world. Yeah, we knew we, a lot more people. We not only knew heads of schools that were there and people that were there interviewing. Our school was there. We had friends who were there. Yeah, um, so even, like, we had administrators from the school we were leaving who were there and could, like, you know, kind of talk to all of us that were there looking for jobs about different things and you know oh that person's not responding let me let me check see if they saw your email or whatever and and that was kind of nice yeah that was nice so it was nice to see old friends as well oh for sure um so and this was the only fair that we didn't stay at at the hotel Bangkok, proper at the hotel yeah. proper um i don't remember why i think it's because it's thailand and everything else is really cheap so we stayed at a I think hostel that's, a, literally yeah. a block away yeah and it's thailand so the weather was fine yeah but, you know, I still, going forward now, I would still probably opt to stay at, at the, hotel. the hotel. Yeah. Um, just because it's easier. Like yeah. We didn't have an iron and trying to iron my suit. Yeah. Or, was, like, keep keep clothes neat while we were work, walking outside while it's still kind of humid. That, that proved to be a little bit tricky. Yeah. But, you know, again, we still got to go. We got to go see the palace. It was your first time. Not your first time in Bangkok. No. No. Not your first time. No. But... The first time that we went, I went to the palace without you. Yeah. Because you were at a conference. At a conference. But that was my third or fourth time in Bangkok, yeah. I think. So. One thing that we we didn't mention that I think is worth mentioning when it comes to like talking to people at fairs that are not interviewing you or don't have a job to offer is that because I think that has happened for us, like it gives you like a good opportunity to see the vibe of the school and see like, okay, yeah. maybe this is a place that is going to be too intense for me <laughs> or, oh, not maybe this enough. is not intense enough or not serious enough or not established enough or whatever it is. So it's, I think it's something worth taking. Like if someone wants to sit down for a coffee with you, like, sure, why not? It's, it, it's what you're there to do anyway is to interview and network and all of that. So yeah, there might not be a job offer at the end of it, but it's still, I think, worthy networking experience. I think mostly anything is it's better networking. It's just I think I feel like job fairs is one of the times where I'm really 
you social, are, you and are I'm happy to go talk to people. You are for the most awesome part, except, for, except for like the mixer that search holds at the end. Um, that's always a little awkward. I feel like because at that point, if you don't know, there's always awkward conversations, or if you've turned somebody down, or if they've turned you down, it's kind of like seeing like a spurned ex. Like, oh, I don't really want to touch that person. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I can I can see that, but but overall, it's it's kind of surprising, like how maybe someone like doesn't remember you necessarily, but this this space is so small that even if the person doesn't remember you, maybe someone else does, or there's some sort of connection somewhere. So like even those informal chats, I think, are really. Um, worth having and really can be really powerful yeah so even though you know that fair bangkok was a little stressful it, i've never felt as stressed as other people i see at the fairs they oh, are, for some sure. people look just some people are just like devastated yeah. and they are so anxious about their decisions and it's like actually i remember someone it, that was like either on a table next to us or on a table that we were sitting or something like that that was just anguished about the fact that she had multiple offers and like this is the best possible problem to have yeah but so bangkok was nice and i mean bangkok and thailand's a great place so yeah and so yeah. at that point um i left i left the i left the fair with an offer yeah and ended up being a school in the u.s and hawaii yeah. because ultimately all the schools we wanted or we thought would work didn't work for our purposes yeah so, and so this school was in hawaii and um salary was very good yeah which well and i mean it's hawaii so it's expensive yeah so yeah and, so like it was it was also a chance to like take a job in the u.s with some form of relocation assistance so that was yeah, also kind of nice that too we, we got we got some stuff from them which was nice and i ended up working at a smaller very small private school that next first year, which is fine. Like I, I enjoyed some of the people I worked with. You did. So, and then uh, moved on to another private school. To a different, bigger, better one. Yeah. So but, uh, we did. We did fulfill the purpose of like what we wanted in our next school because I did become a U.S. citizen in um, late 2020, and I guess that this is a as good a time as any to talk about trying to do job fairs in the middle of COVID. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, there was some mixed anyway in circumstances that maybe we would have kept us in Hawaii longer, but COVID in particular pushed us out as well because, you know, we'd had enough not being able to see anybody and you couldn't travel uh, to the mainland, you couldn't travel to the other islands. And so we did two virtual fairs, both of which I did not like. For the most part. But I mean, so with a regular fair, I like the sign-up sessions. Yeah. I like, even though it's busy and you're running around from table to table and you're doing your little elevator, you know, your elevator pitch. Um, with an online fair, it's nice because I don't have to get dressed up for anything. I just send yeah. an email and I send as many invites as I want to interviews. Yeah. But like, you're not making a connection. Like, you're not... I don't, I don't know. You, you have so little impact no, in virtual fairs. And it felt like, it felt no different than just emailing the school directly exactly, outside exactly. of the fair. Because I'd say for, we probably emailed 50 schools. Yeah. We emailed a lot. Between the two fairs. We emailed a lot. And we heard back from maybe 
five? No. Four? We, no, no, probably closer to 10 to 15. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not five or four. Okay, okay. Um, we heard back. We didn't always have interviews. You know, I you had, had more interviews than I did. I had a few. I had one in Kiev, which in, in hindsight worked out. I didn't take it, but it was a terrible interview. I did terrible. I mean, from the get-go. <laughs> I wasn't there, so I can't from speak the to this. But I do remember you I, telling me, like, yeah, poor. I can't this. I started poor, and I could tell that she lost interest immediately. And I was like, I'm not doing well. Oh, boy. And I just got worse from there. Oh, my God. Um, so that one was on me. But me and, that, me and her just didn't vibe, and I did terrible. But I think that, like, going back to the whole thing of virtual fairs and how the like how you enjoy them versus in-person fairs is so different. I think that the other thing too is that it was a time when I think that everybody was just too flustered with everything. Like schools were still in some places trying to figure out how to run virtually while trying to do virtual fairs, use new platforms because I think that was the first year that Search was doing like apply like full swing. So. so it was just, I think that everybody did the best they could, but it was just, I think that everybody was just overloaded with everything that had happened that when year. When schools were supposed to be, have someone available 24 hours, yeah, which is... that did not happen. Well, and it's really that, that shouldn't be the expectation. No, it shouldn't. It's difficult. Yeah, very and much so. So, I mean, from a stress point, that those virtual fairs were easy because I didn't have to get off the couch until I had an interview. Yeah. Um, you know, it was harder to schedule interviews because there were a, every school was in a different oh yeah time zone. And being in Hawaii, our time zone differences were brutal. Yeah, and so most of our interviews were like eight or nine p.m. Um, because that was the only time it would even remotely work. Yeah. And um, but I think the hardest part of the virtual fair was just never hearing back, which is no different than yeah. you do when you just email. You know, reading the other day on the teacher subreddit, there was that person who I think contacted thirty-five schools. And heard back from, I think, eight. Yeah. I can't remember the number. It's something, it's, it's something it that you've mentioned the entire time that we've been in that's, this space is that, like, the not hearing back. And it's not, it's not, that's not specific to teaching, though. No, it's not. I mean, it's not. you look on the internet, any job anywhere, you send out your resume, you apply. And, and it just goes into the void. Into the void. Yeah, so. And uh, that's, that's hard. It's really hard. I would not do a virtual fair again. No, like I'm fine sending information virtually, of course, and using a platform and all of that stuff. But yeah, I think that the virtual fair experience is not for us. And we end up getting our current jobs outside the fair through contacts. Um, and I, you know, I think as you get more and more experience in international education and you meet more and more people, you start to develop those contacts and you yeah. learn maybe a little bit earlier what jobs might be opening. Maybe they pass along your resume or... Maybe they pass along at least the very, very least the email to head of school, which you can't always find online. Sometimes you just get a general application. Yeah, or you sometimes get you just get that HR, the HR email. person, and so uh, they can sort of not guarantee anything, but it, it yeah. helps nudge things along. And schools are always looking for good candidates. You know, if if I had a friend who I didn't think was a good teacher, I wouldn't pass along their email. Of course not. But and so at that point, um, when we interviewed in Hawaii and we were coming, well, here. Um, so at that point, we were finally in a place where I felt like, okay, I'm not a drag here. Because at that point, I had 
proper classroom experience. So I felt like that's when I finally felt like I could compete and I could like aspire to get a proper job. So it, it made things easier. And I mean, I think that the fact that we ended up getting jobs outside the fairs maybe is part of that. Um, the fact that, I mean, yeah, maybe that was the time really when I was truly competitive. And of course, um, it means that if we had to go back to a job fair or, you know, whenever the time comes, if it comes to go back into finding a job, then like we're going to be like in a prime position because we're both going to be experienced teachers. Well, and we go to earlier and earlier fairs. We of go course. To, you know, November, December fairs and then maybe one in January. But anyway, so that's pretty much been what the job fairs have been like for us. Yeah. Mostly good, you know, you never... In person, yeah. Virtual, not so much. No, and even the in-person ones, you know, we didn't necessarily come away with the jobs that we wanted. No. Um, but part of being an international teacher is being open-minded and really looking at those places that you don't expect. But we came away with jobs. Yeah. And jobs that we don't regret. Yeah. Um, and places that we, for the most part, liked and enjoyed. So, you know, that's been our experience with job fairs. Um, yeah. Overall, like... If we're going to like give you closing thoughts, would we recommend going to a job fair? Absolutely, we would. In person over virtual. Um, have those conversations with whoever you're working with in your platform on what fair is good for you and your experience and what you're looking for and all of that. But we think that they are 100% worth it in the occasions that we have had to apply for jobs. We've only gotten one job outside of the fair system. So for us, they've been crucial yeah. to keep it, doing this. Yeah. Hopefully we, I mean, I don't, I would like to not have to go to any more, but we'll see. So uh, as we said at the beginning, you will have a, a companion just blog post just touching on just similar ideas of what we've expected and experienced at job fairs. It won't go into as much detail as this, as this podcast. Um, and it'll be a bit more formal, more along what you might find in our actual podcast in season two about job fairs, just some things to have with you. Um, and then, um, yeah, you can find all of our information at where you can find our course about international teaching, what you need to get started. And you can find information about what it's like being an expat and just some of our travel experiences as well as some of our our guides or places we like to go I and mean, you can sign up for our newsletter so. yeah and if you are someone who went to a job fair this year especially if this was your first time going to a job fair please let us know how it went for you what was your experience like we'd love to hear about it in the comments on youtube or you can always send us a message on our social media platforms which are at nomadic gregors thanks until next time <laughs>